Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Sometimes you may wonder, what's the story of real people that you guys at Marriage Helper help? I mean, you talk a lot about various things and give a lot of illustrations, but can we actually see a face, hear a voice, talk to somebody who actually exists? Well, today you get a chance to do that here on Relationship Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam, and I'm joined from South Africa by Ren and Adele. Welcome to Relationship Radio. Thank you so much. It's really uh, great to be with you. This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International. Please follow and subscribe to this podcast, hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert, Dr. Joe Beam, and the CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research-based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. If you have a relationship question, follow the link in the description to see which topic is up for discussion this week. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio. I'm glad that you guys are here. Now, I'm just going to ask a few questions casually, if I may, and feel free to answer or not answer based on how you feel about it one way or the other. As a matter of fact, we've even written some down. So I'm just going to start off to begin with. And you guys live in South Africa. You're natives of South Africa. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Bo- born and bred South Africans. Okay, very good. I love the accent, by the way. And so here we are in Nashville, Tennessee, in the USA. Now, you're a musician, so you know that probably that Nashville, Tennessee is considered to be Music City, USA. So at some point, you've got to get you over here and just show you all around Nashville. Have you been here before? Uh, no, I haven't. A lot of my musician friends have. In fact, I'm extremely jealous of them. And, uh, and the fact that we now know you, I'm <laughs> trusting that somehow through that connection, we're going to get there. I'm dying to get there. Somehow, some way, we'll get you over here. Now, Ren and Adele have been through various marriage uh, helper programs. Let me just get a little background first. How did you guys meet? That's a fun story. (laughs) (laughs) We were working at the same um, company. Uh, I'd been there Mm -hmm. for about a month when uh, my boss at the time brought this stud of a guy around to the office. Wait a minute. You didn't think I was a stud of a guy when I walked in there. Tell the truth now. <laughs> no, he was wearing a pink shirt. He had long hair. He looked, I was like, what is, anyways. And then my boss brought him around and introduced him and his full name is Renid. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to remember that? Um, it was really quite uh, awkward actually. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of bonded working together. Uh, we had uh, like a little two week thing. <laughs> And I just thought, no, this is just not going anywhere. So um, let's just be friends. And so we were friends for about a year. And then I was leaving the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I, got, I got a call from her. I, I was trying for that year to get back with her and she was having none of it. And then a year later, oh. phone call. <laughs> so you, you called Ren or Ren called you? When we met, I, I was a... Uh, 
drunken uh, rock star. And, uh, and so when she rejected me after that initial two week thing, I, I would, you know, do my thing and then think at two o'clock in the morning that I know what a, this is a great idea. Let me <laughs> WhatsApp or message Adele. I'm sure she'll be <laughs> very excited to hear from me, which she never was. Uh, you know, yeah, you're a rock star. I mean, why wouldn't she, right? I, <laughs> okay. So how long did you guys actually date? How long did you actually date before you married each other? A year. A year. So then so then I left the company and we dated for a year. Um and mm-hmm. it was it was a it was an interesting year because I mean Ren was struggling with a lot of things and uh I was I suppose struggling with a lot of things too. You know, we thought we both thought we were fine. Um and so yeah, there was a lot of brokenness. I, I, I come from a background of 20 years of drug addiction and alcoholism. Um, and, and that played itself out in, in different ways as well, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to with unfaithfulness in the marriage and, and so on. And so there was a lot of brokenness in our relationship from, from the start. Um, okay. Yeah. So a year later, we, we got married and uh, we had the most amazing honeymoon was two weeks. It was the best time of my life. And we got home and all hell broke loose. It was just downhill from the moment we got back from honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So for two weeks, your marriage was good. Two weeks. Basically, yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Can you clarify a little better when you say hell broke loose? What does that mean? Yeah. So, so I, I had grown up in a, in a Christian household and then uh, lost the plot, became a, a musician and um involved sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And uh, shortly before we got married, I reconnected with God and he did this amazing thing in my life, which I, th- I, I thought I had dealt with everything uh, that needed to, be, needed to be dealt with. So uh, very shortly after that, maybe a month or two, I started working for a church and I became part of a, an apostolic um, team that traveled the world and preached and led worship. And I was never home. So maybe one or two nights a week I was home and my understanding, uh, I, I was kind of trying to make up for lost time because I wasted so much time being an idiot. And so I would say yes to everything work-related and ministry-related and my wife was definitely not, uh, I just didn't consider her and I expected her to, to understand that, hey, I've lost so much time, I'm trying to make up for it, which as we know is not how it works. So. Okay, so that was the problem at that point, but it evolved into other problems, correct? Correct. And and when and how when and how did that happen? Okay, so uh, my first of many affairs was uh, with a worship leader at the church that I was working at. Um, there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with our marriage. There was just a lot wrong with me, I think, because of the way that I was raised, because of the church I was raised in. Um, because of insecurity and a need for affirmation, uh, our marriage could have been perfect at the time, and I, I more than likely still would have done what I did. Um, and so, so that that was kind of number one, and um, it was almost the start of the cracks reappearing for us. We never really uh, recovered from that. Um, I think, babe, if, if, if you want to fall in, yeah, there was no real forgiveness uh, no. from her side and there was no real true remorse. I, I was sorry that I got found out, that I got caught. I wasn't really sorry. How long were you in it before you were found out? Nine months. So nine months into it, uh, Adele, you found out. 
And and so what happened then? Uh, all hell broke loose. I, I again, I I was um, I was validated. I was validated in in my all the negative things I thought about my husband, all the the uh, things I thought were going to happen, all my worst nightmares were coming true, and I was validated. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was more the case of you see, I told you rather than um, wow, this has happened. How do we get past this? Um, and I never ever let it go. Never. I, I couldn't. I couldn't let it go. I had nightmares. I I just it mulled around in my head for years. Um, and there was absolutely no forgiveness. I tried to control everything rendered, everyone he had any contact with, any device he used. I, you know, put it kind of under the banner of, you know, we have open communication and I'll share my stuff with you and you share. It was, it was pure manipulation and control so that I would feel safe because if I could control this guy, then I could make sure that he wouldn't hurt me again. And that was just... That was the the spiral. That's when it kind of all went downhill. So, and Ren's quite a rebellious person. So the more I try to control, the more he kicked against that, and it just drove this wedge between us. It was, it was bad. Okay. So over time, things got worse. Then, so with kind of condensing it, what what's the next big hurdle that you guys run into after that? Then, so so there, there were periods of me relapsing on on alcohol and, and drugs. And then a couple of years later, I had another affair um, and uh, I was using a lot then, using drugs and drinking and staying away and meeting up with this other woman. And uh, it was less of a, obviously I was trying to hide it, but I wasn't doing as good a job. It's almost like like this um, this brokenness in me, it just grew, you know, uh, it's, it, it never these things never stay at, uh, at at the same level. They they get worse. Right. So this goes on for a period of years, right? Off and on? Yeah. Is that correct? Over a period of years, this kind of pattern repeated itself. So, Adele, why did you stay? Uh, so the beginning, I stayed purely out of codependence. I couldn't uh, imagine uh, being a single mom again. I couldn't imagine life without him as bad as it was, it was the bad I knew, you know, it's that saying rather the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. So, um, and fear and fear, I suppose, you know, it felt like he went out and made all these mistakes and all the responsibility to make the decisions going forward was on me. So he makes the mistake. I have to decide whether I stay or go. He makes the mistake. I have to decide whether our family stays together or gets broken apart. It's sort of, Anyway, so that amount of, uh, you know, I'm an incredibly responsible person naturally. And so yeah, if something goes wrong, she's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> what, what ultimately led you to the point where something had to happen? So, so there, there were a couple of things. So, so off the back of the second affair, uh, speaking of, and, and uh, the using and the drinking, uh, the affair came out um, one night in a glorious mess if the, if we thought the first one was massive this one was that this one was huge um to to the point that my we we laugh about it now not because we're disrespectful about it just because we've experienced healing um but my phone went into the fish pond and the contents of my studio uh ended up in the swimming pool 
we're talking Macs and guitars and bass guitars and PA and th- things that that I struggle to carry on my own. My wife <laughs> carried all of that and threw it into the swimming pool. Um, so so I'm, I guess I'm free to assume that you were a tad uh, miffed at that point. Is that correct, Adele? <laughs> <laughs> So what did you decide to do? Uh, I had been going to a drug support group for for a number of months. And off the back of this massive thing happening, uh, the suggestion was that I go to rehab. And that would have been my third rehab in in my life. But the first one, I'd been married and had kids and I'm uh, the majority breadwinner in the house. And so I, I, I was kicking against it. I, I said, look, uh, who, who's going to take care of my family? Not like I was taking care of them properly, but I was trying to come up with excuses not to go. And, uh, right. and eventually um, God spoke very clearly uh, to me. I, I said, if God says I must go, I'll go. And he did. He spoke. And, uh, and so, so I went for six months um, and came out and nothing had changed. I had learned a bunch of things that, that if one, you know, they they say that knowledge is power, but we know knowledge isn't power. The application of knowledge is, is power. And so I knew a lot of stuff uh, around recovery, but there was so much because of my past and the way I'd grown up, there was so much stuff that I hadn't confessed. I was too ashamed of the things that I'd done, um, that I came out pretty much broken as, as I'd gone in. Uh, went straight back into another affair that lasted two and a half years. And and in that time, uh, it wasn't just the the one woman. There were just a, a bunch. There's a whole bunch. Um, so it was a lifestyle. It was a That's lifestyle. That's what's an affair is a lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So what ultimately led you guys to the point of saying, we're going to fix this, we're going to make it better? So we tried. I mean, during the 10 years where it wasn't great, you know, before, like after the first affair, but before the second, we had uh, gone to every marriage counselor couple that people had suggested, every single one. I mean, there had been situations where I had walked out of couple, you know, marriage counseling sessions and went, this is absolute rubbish. I'm out of here. I had. um, How how many did we see? Seven? Eight. Eight eight Eight. different couples. The last. Wow. And these are trained counselors and people who have sort of been through the same experience, but eight different couples we had seen trying to get help. And, you know, the the last couple that we saw were the most amazing people. They were just so loving on us. But the problem I felt with the counseling was you would go somewhere for an hour and talk about all your problems, talk about why you don't like your spouse, talk about why this isn't working, mm. and then they send you home. So you go home with all this the, this baggage unearthed and you're, you're feeling upset and anxious and now they send you home and mm. you now have to process these emotions and we just weren't, you know. It was very actually unhelpful. Um, and Yeah, so, so in answer to your question, what, what made us decide, in October 2019, I couldn't handle the guilt and the shame anymore. I thought I had created too much of a web of lies and there were too many women and there was too, too many relapses for me to ever come back from that. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, to leave Adele. Kind of. I mean, he's vacillating. Do I leave? Don't I leave? Do I leave? And eventually I said to him, I can't take this anymore. You make a decision right now. You either pack your things and go Mm -hmm. or 
you fully commit to this family and we find a way to make this work. And I was blown away when he turned around and said, okay, I'm going. Mm. Um, it was very traumatic because I really didn't think that he would. I really didn't think, I think a part of me just wanted him to say the words, okay, I commit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But Joe, I think, you know, I'm not for separation. I know very well that when a couple who have got a lot of problems separate, things naturally get easier. And so they therefore think, okay, you see, we're not meant to be together. And that's not the case. Um, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, so so many times. Exactly. So mm-hmm. this, this situation, it was so necessary because we were just killing each other. Absolutely. If I, if Ren hadn't removed himself from the situation, I would never have finally focused on me and realized how much uh, I was contributing to this marriage. And and when I say contributing, I mean all the nonsense, the rubbish that I was putting into the marriage. You know, it's so easy as the one who didn't have the affair to to seem morally superior and you know, look how good I am. I, at least I don't cheat. Um, but, but really the amount of rubbish that I contributed, I almost don't blame him. I almost don't blame him. <laughs> but, but you don't set him free. In other words, you still hold him accountable for what he did. Okay. You're, you're amazingly strong there. Amazingly strong because so many women would have not, or husbands or wives would have not lasted that long. So uh, ultimately, how did you guys find us? So that's a that's an interesting story. So Ren Ren has now left, and I'm dealing with two little girls who are just heartbroken, sobbing, don't understand why Daddy's going. And uh, I, I still lie with my youngest child at night to, for her to get to sleep. And while I was lying there, I picked up my phone and I typed into Google, can one person save a marriage? And honestly, I was looking for, no, it's over, move on with your life, let it go. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for some article or some professional or some experienced person to tell me, no, it's done, you need to move on, so that it would validate what I was feeling. And instead, I stumbled across the marriage of the video. And it gave me the hope I didn't want at the time, because at the time, I wanted to stay angry, I wanted to stay hurt. But it gave me the hope I didn't want. And I'm so grateful. Which video? It's literally called Can One Person Person Save a Marriage? I was hooked, completely hooked. And then I lay there with my daughter for about three hours, just watching the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And, um, Hmm. yeah, then my journey began. Cool. So, so you guys then, uh, now Ren, you were not, you were already gone at that point. Is that correct? Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Okay. So what led you then together? It was it just you for a while, Adele, or did you contact Ren? How did you guys start getting into our, our materials? And which ones did you get into and how did you use them? So I, I, it was really only me for, for the, I think it was almost, was it six months? Six months. Yeah. Six months that we were separated. It was just me. Um, So Ren with being the musician was gone a lot of the time. And then also he was trying to juggle all these other uh, women. So he didn't really have a lot of time. So uh, he would visit the children Hmm. now and then. And I got to, so one of the most, amazing courses that Marriage Helper offers is Smart Contact. That that course changed my entire life. It didn't just change my marriage. It changed my relationship with my in-laws. We 
hated oh. each other, hated each other. I couldn't stand them. They were, I felt that they were judgmental and nothing I did was ever good enough. And it was, it was an awful relationship. Now they're my best friends. Hmm. Now I can call them in any sort of situation. It changed my relationship with my teenage son. I made myself a safe space that my teenage son can come to me with his teenage problems. He doesn't feel judge and that I'm going to mommy him, you know, and that was all because mm -hmm. of that smart contact um, course. So I didn't get to see Ren a lot um, during that time, but the little bit of time that I did get to see him, oh, I smart contacted him so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you did pies, the pies course. So well, I, did, right? I started with pies, um, but pies is very much you working on yourself. For those who are not aware, PIES yeah. is not like a pie. It's actually an acronym. It stands for Physical, Intellectual, Emotional, Spiritual, P-I-E-S. And we have a lot of information about how you can work on yourself physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. So I just want to clarify that so that, yeah. you know, somebody around the country wouldn't go, wow, what kind of pie did you eat? You started with the pies so and, and that helped you in I what way? How did the pies help? I, I uh, like I said, I had very much, um, I had a very high pedestal of myself in our marriage. You know, I was the good one and I was the victim and how dare he treat me this way. And, and pies helps you to, especially working on yourself emotionally, really, you start to look at yourself and you start to become a lot more self-aware. Um, and that, that, you know, once you become self-aware, oh, it's so difficult to go back. You can't stick your head back in the sand. Um, so it's sort of spiral from that point. Um, and it was incredible. But I, I honestly, the, the pies, the thing, nothing Kimberly said in the pies uh, video was news to me. It wasn't, I'd never heard, it's not that I'd never heard things like, you know, focus only on yourself because you can't control other people. I'd heard all of that before because the, the drug addiction group that Ren attended has a supporters uh, group. And I was attending that for a period of time. And they would say all the same things to me. What makes pies so different is that they give you actual physical things that you can do to get yourself going. Because when someone says, just focus on yourself, just work on yourself, just what does that mean? I, like, okay, I did 10 sit-ups today. Is that enough? You know, but the way pies is set up, the, the fact that you can set a goal and the goals are not, okay, lose 20 kilos. The goals are, I want to feel good. I want to have energy. I want, I want to take my life back. You know, that's, that to me was incredibly powerful. And then I moved from that to the smart contact and, and then, then I was unstoppable. <laughs> Very good. For those that, that, that are watching this, if you're not familiar with Pies, we have piesuniversity.com. I'm pretty sure that is Pies University. It's whatever you'll see on your screen if you're, uh, if you have the visual version of this. If it's the, the podcast, just audio, I think it's piesuniversity.com. And I know there's a podcast that Kimberly Holmes, our CEO does called It Starts with Attraction. And you can find that on iTunes and, and wherever you listen to podcasts, It Starts with Attraction is part of the Pies series done by Kimberly Holmes, our CEO. So you got through the smart contact. At what point did uh, Ren come home and why? Last, in 2020, as, as we all know, it's quite amazing to be able to speak to something that's internationally known. Uh, South Africa went into lockdown uh, because of uh, COVID-19. And in South Africa, the original lockdown was only going to be for 21 days. 
And so Adele called me and said, please, can you come stay at home for those 21 days to come and help with the kids? I Mm -hmm. really, really didn't want to be at home around her. I was ashamed. I was guilty. I was in limerence and in a very serious relationship with somebody else that no one knew about. Um, but I missed my children so badly that uh, I thought I'm, I'm going to take the opportunity. It's only three weeks, 21 days, and and, and then I'll, I'll leave. Um, on the second Saturday morning in March of 2020, uh, we were sitting outside, Adele and I, and she said to me, I feel, Ren, I feel like you have secrets and I love you whether we end up together or not. I want you to be free. Um, and so I want to be a safe sp- space for you to let those secrets out so that you can be free and live free and find God again. And uh, I felt very cornered. I felt like God was all over that moment and I hated it because um, it was lockdown. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be quite inconvenient. <laughs> it's like, be quite inconvenient. It's like you're in my way, God. Yeah. Okay, That's so Adele, did, did you open up and start sharing with her at that point then? So so I dropped three of the 3,000 things that I'd done wrong um, uh, that weren't quite as bad. They were kind of bad, but not too bad in the hope that Adele would leave me alone and so and God would leave me alone. But um after I confessed those three things, she said, wow, that's wonderful. I'm so glad that you've told me those things, but it's not all. Just get it off your chest. Uh, and uh, and so I proceeded for, for about an hour to confess years of woman after woman after drug after relapse, just everything, everything I had ever done <clears throat> And 99.9% of those things were against her uh, and, and directed her, uh, affected her directly. And at the end of that confession session where I thought, okay, last time my studio ended up in the pool, this time she's going to drive my car into the <laughs> pool. Um, she, she, came and, she, she came and sat next to me, put her arm around me and just loved me and said, I love you. I'm so glad you're free. And um, I had in my adult life, I think because of my upbringing and because of my the, the church I grew up in and because of the, all the chaos that I'd caused and the fear of, of letting somebody know all of me, I had never in my adult life had a clear conscience, ever. I cannot explain the freedom to you. It is the most... It, it, it's it's the most drastic life-changing experience I've ever had in my life. This is a year later. We're in March, 2021. I still live in the fruit and the beauty of that. And I, and I stay in that space and the, the wow. I, I'm able to stay in that space because my wife is a safe place for me. She decided to forgive me and to never hold those things against me. And so even now when something comes up, I'm just able to, confess or share or it's not like I do those things anymore but I'm talking about little things you know that before they become big right. things I'm just able to to share that with right. her you know? incredible incredible this woman no this woman is the most incredible gift God has ever given me between Jesus Adele and marriage helper 
you guys have given me a life I thought I'd never live. I was planning on taking my next paycheck before I confess these things and go to a drug dealer and, uh, and end it in my life. I could not live under the, the oppression anymore. And between the three of you, you have given me a new life. Uh, I'm just, just, it's a miracle. We love teaching people. And we think we have a lot of information that we can share. We think we have a lot of wisdom that we can share based on our relationships with so many people over so many years. But ultimately, the work can't be done by us. It has to be done by people like you. So, Adele, we may have to make you our international poster child <clears throat> because the story I'm hearing is just absolutely remarkable. I mean, you must be one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life to be able to do all that. Now, the woman I'm married to, we are now in our second marriage to each other because I screwed up the first one. Um, the only, we've only been married to each other, but, you know, we have a story. And, and I think that probably she's as strong as you, Adele, but I haven't met many people like that. And you are one. Praise God for your strength. Now, at some point, though, you guys actually came to one of our three-day intensives. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Okay. And how far along after March of 2020 did that occur? Quite a few months. It might have been uh, August, September. Yeah. Actually, I remember when you came. And the reason I remember that is because of the fact that uh, some of our, our folks on our, our team called me and told me about you. They said, we have been talking to this most remarkable couple in South Africa. And, and uh, if I remember correctly, I think I actually did the workshop that you came to. Is that correct? Uh, oh, no, no, Dave. Dave. David. Oh, okay. So I was in it. When David does his workshops, I do part of David's workshop. Yes, that's right. Because I almost positive I met you at that point. So I must have done some sections of David's because I remember, at least I remember the workshop you were coming to. I think I was there. Okay. And so how did that, uh, and of course we, we're doing it online because of COVID. So that's how you could attend from South Africa. And, and how did the workshop, how was it? What, what are your views of the workshop itself? The three day intensive. It was also it's completely life changing. Yeah. I mean, you th you think, okay, so now we've forgiven each other and we're we're in love again and we want to make this work, and you think that's enough, but there's nothing stopping you from the same cycles starting mm -hmm. over again, and and we hadn't reached the point where those same cycles had started again, but when I learned what I learned at the marriage helper uh, weekend, it was. I knew immediately then that we were being equipped with lifelong tools to never allow one of those cycles to take over our lives again. Yeah. Yeah. I think an, an understanding of my behavior and then an understanding of her behavior and, and an ability to, uh, to be gracious towards each other through our differences and even celebrate those differences and understand them and use them to work together instead of making them drive a, a wedge between us. There are three days of there's not a moment, not a second of that workshop that's a waste. Every moment is life-changing. It is life-changing. If, if um, I'm 100% convinced that if one applies what you learn at that workshop, it's virtually impossible for your marriage to fail and not just not fail, be amazing. Hmm. Oh, if, if people use it, often people uh, at the end of the first day are, are just a little overwhelmed and thinking, we don't know if we've been coming back the second day because it's so intense. How did you guys feel after the first day? Well, well, I, I think we felt a bit punch drunk, a, because of the, 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 
amount of information. And B, we're in South Africa. So we got to bed at like 3 a.m. Uh, those three days. Um, but yes, it, it is it is overwhelming on, on the first day, or it seems overwhelming, but hang in there. Hang in there, man. It uh, It's so worth it. So you feel it was very worthwhile for your relationship. Yeah. Key. Absolutely key. Not just worthwhile, Joe. It's, it's uh, you, you know, we, Adele and I often speak about, we say, we just, we pray that God blesses us with a ton of money so that we can send other people, everyone we know on this workshop. We, we are passionate about it. I have already decided that both my daughters will be attending the weekend workshop before they get married <laughs> with their partners. That is going to be my wedding gift to them. Yeah, yeah I did the same with my daughters. So, okay. Well, of course, the first time I'm already married, but uh, but I've done that with both my daughters. And uh, they, they've been through the program, so I get that. Now, there are, must have been other couples in the same workshop with you, though, that were not as far along as you were. I mean, you yeah. guys had already made progress because of the pies and because of smart contact. and But you saw other couples that were starting kind of from scratch, if you will, from the very get-go. Did you think the workshop was as effective for them? So, uh, yes, is the short answer. The longer answer is we saw, we saw it happen in front of our eyes. So, so, uh, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe two of the couples, uh, one of, one of the couples, the one person was sort of off, off the screen, didn't even want to be seen. Uh, another couple was sitting on separate couches. Another couple was sitting on the same couch, but like, Facing like yeah, just oodles of space between them, and and we get that everyone's hurting, and you, you don't go uh, come to a workshop like that if everything's hunky dory, and, and I'm not making light of this at all. But we physically watched the space between those people in it, because there are five breakout sessions during this workshop. In our breakout session, we watched the space get smaller and smaller, where eventually they were holding hands or sitting on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, just incredible. So yes, we definitely, definitely saw um, massive impact in in those couples' lives. Good, good. I'm so glad. And so, if you were going to describe it, uh, the workshop succinctly to another couple, uh, you know, not without elaborating too much, how would you describe the workshop? Both each of you. I'd love to hear what you say. I would say, in one word, absolutely necessary. Necessary. That workshop is necessary. Everyone needs to attend, even if you're, even if you haven't been through an affair or if your marriage isn't in turmoil, it doesn't have to just be blah. It can be so much more. And that's what this workshop teaches, how to have the best marriage you possibly can. For, for me, it's, it's awareness. It's an understanding of, of our behaviors, our personalities, different kinds of love, why people have affairs and physical tools to fix those things and make them amazing. So if we have somebody watching this or listening to this, as the case may be, whether they see the visual part or just the audio, who who is thinking like you were thinking, Adele, when you wrote, uh, typed into Google, um, can one person save a marriage? What would you say to him or her, that, that person listening or watching right now? You absolutely can't go wrong. You and it is it is worth it. I think a lot of people reach a point in their marriage where, you know, there's been a lot of water under the bridge. There's been a lot of hurts and a lot of pain. And you think to yourself, you just can't see yourself getting over this. You just can't see yourself forgiving this person. You just, in fact, you think to yourself, 
can I ever even love this person again? I hate them so much right now, or I'm so angry with them. I don't think I could ever love this person again. I'm telling you without a doubt that you can. You can, and and Marriage Helper can give you the tools to do exactly that. Do it. uh, Sell a car (laughs) if you have to, but do it. Yeah. But it does take work, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's not just you listen to it and all of a sudden something magic happens. You have to listen to it, then put it in action. Did you avail yourself of anything else after the workshop for Marriage Helper? Uh, so, so yes, we, we've been very blessed in the fact that uh, we've built relationship with Marriage Helper and and we do some work. I, I, I'm part of the team on the uh, weekend workshops. And so we have access to to all the other courses and they are absolutely mind-blowing. If I'm, if I'm lying in bed at night and I've, I've got nothing to do, I can't, fall asleep, I watch a marriage helper video on YouTube or, 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 I, or I take a course, watch a video on a course. What I, just, what I just heard was, if you can't sleep, you listen to my voice and I put you right out. That's what I just heard. Is that correct? <laughs> this, the, you, you, this, you, you do have the million dollar voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not the only one that does our videos. And thank you for that. And, and yeah, for you guys listening, uh, people like Ren and Adele often wind up saying, let's be part of your team. You know, we want to help out. And so actually, uh, Ren particularly has been now helping us in our workshops. He's been assigned a role that he's doing in there. And we hope to develop them even more and more. Because as you can see, if you can see them or hear, if you just hear their voices, these are two not only physically beautiful people, these are people who are beautiful inside. And it's so uh, amazing, Ren, to know how you have, through your lifetime, gone in and out of that. <laughs> you know, where I'm on a worship team, oh, now I'm having an affair with one of the women on the worship team. So this thing of struggling to become the, the you that you were supposed to be, that you are. And, and I think that there are millions of people around the planet who relate to that. Like, I'm not trying to justify anything any of us does that's wrong. Don't misunderstand. But to be able to hear somebody say honestly and openly, yeah, I, I did that. I struggled through that. But let me tell you where we are now. That's just a fascinating, fascinating story. So before we, as we end this up, can you kind of sum up what you've said and give one last word to whomever might be listening or watching uh, that, that uh, if you, Ren, I would like you to speak to somebody who was where you were when you were still separated. And also Adele, if you will, as well, not just people who are already ready trying to work it out. I think they've gotten a really strong message here, but the ones who are right now, even separated, contemplating that, what would you say to each of those? And I'd love to hear both of you say that before we wrap this up. Sure. So, so from my perspective, if, if anyone's going through, uh, I, I know my story is, is quite extreme. Um, prob- probably the, the, the one thing I learned that changed my life, changed our marriage, was understanding limerence. Uh, please, YouTube, Marriage Helper, what is limerence? Uh, and understanding that even though you may be separated, even though you may be in love with someone else other than your wife and you've made a decision to leave, that love that's driving you to do that will end. It may take six months. It may take three years, <clears throat> but it will end. And there is a family who loves you, who God has put together. There is a woman who you're supposed to be with, who you are married to. And there are potentially children, if you have children who need their daddy, who need their mommy. And uh, please, 
please access marriage helper content please it's the the effects upon generations coming after you uh, are too important. It's too too big a risk to take uh, just because of what you feel right now. Tremendous, thank you. What about you, Adele? Uh, again, I think um, I found the hope I wasn't looking for. And if you're somebody who's lying in bed sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife is has left you and and you think, oh, well, this is it now. It's not it. It's not it. I decided that I was going to go down fighting to the very bitter end. I had reached a point where I became content with, okay, if he ends up divorcing me, then I will be okay. Because of pies, I will be okay. But I knew that I was going to go down fighting till the very end very end. They were going to have to force the pen into my hand and force me to make a signature on those divorce papers if that's what it was going to take. Um, but yeah, so I, I there is hope. There is hope. And, and I, honestly, I know that when you're in it, that pain that you feel that how, how could this person who claimed to love me, this person who said they'll be faithful on our wedding day, who promised me the world, how could they do this to me? You know, you think to yourself, you'll never be able to forgive that person. But I'm telling you, you can, you can, you, and it's, it's actually, it's easier than you think it is. Um, we we tend to make things a lot more complicated than they are. You can forgive the person and you can end up loving them even more than you did before because now I love him for who he is, even the ugly. I, I loved him when I only knew the pretty and now I know all he's ugly and I still love him. And, uh, and let your legacy be awesome. something more. You know, all you really leave behind on this planet is your legacy. Do you want your legacy to be an abandoned family there or a, or a, or a um, you know, an abandoned hurt spouse over there? Like that's all you really leave behind is your legacy. Let it be worth something. That's awesome. And I, I love that phrase. We're going to have to find someone to use that more. I found the hope I wasn't looking for. Wow. That's, yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard that phrase in my life before. That's powerful young lady. Well, I think the world of you guys, I really do. I look forward to the fact that we do more and more things together. I look forward, uh, maybe I need to come see you in South Africa, but I'd rather bring you here and show you around Nashville, Tennessee. We're, I'll come to Nashville and you can show me all the music spots and you can come to South Africa and we'll take you on safari and show you some lions. Well, that's great. Uh, I've never seen a lion except in a zoo or on TV. That would be great. Now, just just so it's not, you know, just tell me we won't be, you know, hiking where you can run away and leave me and the lions can have me because because I'm sure a lion would look at me. You know, I'm trying to lose weight, but at this point in my life, a lion would look at me and think we could eat him for a week. So (laughs) (laughs) I have to do both those things. I think very highly of you. Thank you for helping us help marriages. And I'm so happy to know what we've been able to do in part of helping you help your marriage. But as I've said earlier. You know, we teach. You have to apply it. You have to do it. And you guys are remarkable. You really are a poster couple for us, and especially you, Adele. (laughs) You're an international poster child. So strong. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. 
If you have a question you want to ask Dr. Bean and Kimberly Holmes, follow the link to see which topic is currently up for discussion. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio. Thank you.